Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to our unit on music merchandising. And you may hear birds in the background as I'm walking along or my dog barking at them. Don't worry, she's not going to hurt them. It's really a very sweet dog, but um, gets excited. So why do I even mention that? Well, it kind of illustrates where we are and where we have been since the beginning of this pandemic with this sort of lockdown life and doing things on the fly. And it illustrates not only has education done this at Middlesex and other schools, but um, the industry's had to do it. Now, traditionally, as you go through your research this week, I hope you're able to find some traditional areas about how much was done as far as merchandising. There's a Rolling Out Stone article I think you'll find helpful. Kind of illustrates the point that I've posted up. But also, um, how it's been done in the past and where we think artists are going to take this in the future. Artists and, of course, their managers and all the people helping them to make a success out of things. So just as a quick review of where it had been previous, and you all know this, right? You go to a concert, you know, been there, saw the band, got the t-shirt, right? So, and that's what happened. You used to sell things. I remember actually probably back in the 90s, <laughs> we had a lot of fun, but I know it's ancient history now, but it was it was quite a decade. Um, and not perfect by any means, but but a lot of fun. And you'd go to a show and you didn't have the internet. I mean, you did, but it wasn't the same. We weren't just buying downloads routinely or anything like that. So you'd buy things at the show. T-shirt, um, a tour book maybe. That was always fun, depending on the band uh, and what they did and how it was written. Um, Keychains, everything. And then, of course, it got booted up to things like not just the, just the album on CD, but things like you, you get them on a keychain uh, USB or something, you know, or whatever the merch was. And different bands have different merch. Everything from, you know, the T-shirts, we think of the bobblehead dolls. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. But there were always people hawking the merch, and that's what you did. And the reason is because the merch is actually where bands made a lot of their money. So in a concert, in a traditional record deal, the copyright information, of course, would go to the record company. They would own that, so they would get that streaming income that had to do with that. Um, the copyrights, depending on what the publishing deal was. A lot of times, as we talked about with publishing, the artist would split 50-50 with them. Um, and, but other areas, like touring, were completely up to the band because you made what money you did. So most bands wanted to do a tour because that's where they made their money. They made it from ticket prices. They made it from seats. Um, they made it from merch. Okay, so when we talked about touring a little bit, um, we, we talked about things, um, a couple of concepts I want to throw at you too is things like papering the house, right? What that meant was giving away free tickets if you had to to, to any given venue with the idea that um, it would drive um, the perception that people were doing it and were going. And then it was a big tour. So people that were from the press would come in and say, wow, this is a packed house. This is exciting. Because actually a packed house is more exciting, isn't it? I mean, if you go to a concert and there's three people there, you know, maybe you feel special because you got to see whoever the band is, someone famous, insert your favorite band name there. You know, when there were six people in the room, maybe you even got to talk to them and that's great. But in the meantime, what happens is it's really more exciting when the place is packed. And so they would do that. And they'd create that perception. As we have learned, I'm sure, perception is reality for a lot of people. And when anybody wants to, in marketing, uh, wants to drive interest, they often make it look like everybody else is doing it, right? 
Um, that's actually called the bandwagon fallacy. So it's like they, it's a logical thing. Like, well, everybody's doing it, so we should too. And the idea is pop charts, you know, the top 40 or whatever's playing, um, or as we do these days, right, your TikTok videos. How many of those are people that are bought, right? Paid subscribers, right? Same with YouTube, the whole bit. Um, so what happens is you'd fill the house. That's the touring side. Hopefully those people that got in for free, those that did, um, would buy some merch. <laughs> that was another area you could make some money. And bands took a percentage of the house tickets and a percentage of the merch. And that's how they made their money over the years. Because don't forget, on album sales, even back when people bought physical product more often, and some people will buy things like, you know, vinyl CDs. Those have made some kind of a strange comeback in the last, I don't know, close to a decade. Uh, but it wasn't even about the physical merch. Even people were downloading at least, you know, that money went back to paying back the record company for the advance most of the time. But touring, again, was the artist's money. Not all of it, the record company took a certain percentage, but a lot of it was, um, was free and clear for the band to make their cash. And that's why it's merch. So that's why when you go someplace even today and you see a sidewalk busker uh, in Boston or Lowell or wherever you happen to be at the time, you know, and they put the tip jar out, right? That's their money. And they're, they're probably selling some kind of merch. They've got some t-shirts. They've got, um, you know, they might even have CDs. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it in Boston last few weeks going in and seeing like guys walking around it's like there's uh there have been several artists just sidewalk buskers and pretty good some of them too right and they're trying to make a living right that's what they do so one person with a guitar you know that's it <laughs> and the sound system uh portable one you know what i'm talking about you've seen it right and that's a that's a very small like low level so example it's not a major tour but the fact is merch is being exchanged okay and that's the idea when we talk about marketing the next two weeks, we're going to talk about mostly online marketing. But we're going to talk a little bit about how these live performances of any kind will help to reinforce that. Uh, and so that's, that's an important thing to keep in mind, that all of these things sort of fit together to build a successful career. In the end, there's a certain amount of luck to it anyway. Um, you know, do you have the right item that people actually want to buy? Right? Uh, there have been some abysmal failures where people have said, oh, this is the coolest thing. Everyone's going to want one of these and nobody bought them. And then there's other times where something seems really, you know, kind of stupid. No one's going to want this and everybody buys it. So, you know, there's a certain element of when it comes to merch, how you market it, um, a certain element of luck that just comes into it. And that's just how it is. So that's, that's something to keep in mind too. Um, a couple of other things when it comes to merchandise, um, think about, I mean, the t-shirt is the big deal, right? Why do you want people to have t-shirts? When did this become a thing? Well, it became a thing back in the 1960s, I believe. Um, you know, you hear about, you know, famous concerts like the original Woodstock and other things, um, and people will wear the shirt. Why? Well, it's a, it's a thing with human beings that clothing kind of helps identify us as part of a group. And I don't mean the band itself. I mean the following, right? I mean the we now sometimes call it, you know, people who listen, not just listeners or a following, but a community because it is more interactive than it ever was. But the point is um, the T-shirt helps people feel identified with the group. That's how it works, you know, and that's that's marketing. 
it, you know? If you if you feel like you're part of the group, you're going to go around and evangelize it, so to speak, right? You're going to tell everyone, oh, this is a great band. You know, and you're wearing that shirt. Again, we talk about marketing. There's that pervasiveness to marketing where the, the fact is it needs to be uh, it needs to be constant. And even if it's a low level of marketing, you know, people want to see that brand, that branding of the band. And I know this sounds crass and commercial, but it's the way it works. Um, there's the art that we make, and then there's the ability to sell the art. Again, if you're not going to sell the art and bring it to the marketplace, you can do anything you want. But if you want people to buy it, you've got to make it so that someone's going to want to listen to it and actually listen to it to the point where they share it with others. And a t-shirt, believe it or not, is one of those ways. It's a physical reminder of an experience. People are, uh, are big on that. Think about it. You know, you, every time you wear that shirt, you're going to think about that concert you went to. Right. If you go to, you know, you go to school the next day and there's several people wearing the shirt, you all had a communal experience. You went to the show. That's why on many levels, the T-shirt becomes the standard of merch. Right. It's not because there's a huge profit margin, although it can be decent. So when it comes to designing the shirt, get a quality and we say you get a quality design again. What's going to work or what's not going to work is, is again, a certain amount of luck. But the truth is, it's, you know, you, 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 that's why they do it as a tour, right? They put an album out, there's album-related art, it goes on the t-shirt, right? It goes on the website, it goes on the flash drive, whatever it is that you're branding, it's gonna go out there. Um, an important thing to keep in mind, and I, I need to mention this because it's, again, more of a marketing thing, in the next couple of weeks we really are going to focus on that a little more to show you how bands do it. <sighs> Branding is, is, the, is the images, yes, but it's also like the intangible feelings that people have about a product. So, for example, if I say Starbucks, something pops into your mind. You either love Starbucks or you, you don't like it at all, right? You like it or hate it or whatever the thing is, right? But you have a certain feeling about it. If I can name any brand, you're going to think of their logo, probably, and that's what they want. But at the same time, it's, it's a feeling about the product. And that feeling is either going to drive you to buy the product because you feel good about that or reduce your ability to buy the product. They're not worried about the people who are reduced, by the way. If you had a bad experience with Starbucks or any place um, that you go to, you're just not going to shop there. You know, matter of fact, they love when you email them and tell them. They really do because uh, it, you think that your complaints aren't helpful, but they really are because it tells them what they can improve. At least if they have a good mindset, which that company seems to in this area, at least, marketing. So, again, you're wearing the t-shirt. It's part of that, you know, tangible and intangible experience that's combined to get you to like the band even more. And it's that low level, you've heard the probably term, product placement. So, think about it. You wearing that shirt, you paid, you bought the shirt, you're excited about it, or, you know, you at least like it, or you wouldn't have bought it. You bought the shirt. Now you've just paid to do their advertising because it's product placement, right? You know, in life and not on the internet and not in a movie, but in life. Product placement used to mean just in TV shows and movies, you'd see something, you know, as you go through and, you know, famous actor A is wearing this watch or famous actor B is drinking, you know, the, the soda with the can, right? Or the beer or whatever the thing is. Some people go, oh yeah, I want that. It's called product placement. You see it in the movie and you're more likely to have that low level of, of awareness of the product and more likely to buy it. They know this. They know it. That's why they do it. Um, and so it's the same thing with the t-shirt. Now they're brilliant because they've gotten you to buy their logo and wear it. 
It's not a bad thing because you bought the shirt because you liked it. But that's what happens. That's why one of the reasons why merch is so important. It's not even the initial sale. It's the reminder of the band that you constantly have every time you wear the shirt. And every time you wear it, you show your friends. Now you're probably going to throw all your concert shirts out. No, I hope you don't. I hope you enjoy them because that's the point. And that's the ultimate experience here. The point of this is, it, is, is the experience. You know, that's, that's what you're paying for. As a listener to music, it's the experience. That's the business side. You're purchasing an experience. Whether it's a download that you happen to buy, uh, if you do that, or even if you're just, again, you're, you're on YouTube and you're listening to the band, you're watching it, it's an experience of, it, of seeing a different version of the music or seeing the band play it live. Uh, whatever it is, it's that experience you're paying for. And that is why merch is so important to bands. It's not only about the initial sale and hopefully a good markup and that they get to keep most of it rather than the record company taking most of it in the traditional model. It's not just another way for indie artists to make a few dollars. It's part of the continuing part of the experience of being involved with that band and drawing you in and having you become part of their community of listeners um, and it's all a holistic system, um, <clears throat> not always a good one, but for the band, it, it tends to work. Uh, and you need to be aware of that because you're part of it, you know, if you like a band. Uh, and if you're looking to help other bands, as we're, as we're learning at least how to do, if, whether we do it or not, um, if you think about it this way, this is, this is the merch just ties everything all together and it is so important to any uh, musical business endeavor.